Folks, thank you for joining me this evening. My name is Joseph Maggio, and I am here tonight to talk to you about our podcast in which it's referencing our witnessing of love. And a lot of these messages that we'll be talking about in this podcast are going to be referenced around our belief and our love for Jesus and God. And we're going to start off tonight with the first podcast being what would happen when we make mistakes. Mistakes are inevitable, and it's all part of life, and it's just one of those things that we talk about and that we do on a daily basis where we're constantly making mistakes. But I want to talk to you today about miracles out of mistakes. We've all made wrong choices. We've done things that we knew were not the best, and it's one thing when other people do us wrong. We had a bad break. It's not our fault. We can have faith that God will restore and he'll pay us back. But when we bring the trouble on ourselves, when we blow it, it's easy to live in regrets, thinking about God's not going to help us. But here's the beauty. God knew you would mess up before he called you. He knew we would get off course, at times given to temptation. He didn't base his plan for your life on your making perfect decisions. God has a very set plan for you, for your mistakes, and what you think is a failure and how you blew it, nothing good's going to come out of it. God has a way of making miracles out of mistakes. He could take what should have left you lonely, disappointed, what should have limited your career or paths that you took in life. Instead of setting you back, God knows how to turn around and set you up to move. But too often we make mistakes. We go around down on ourselves, feeling guilty, and not expecting anything good out of what we did. Voices are constantly going to tell us that we're too bad. Just live with the consequences. And it's all downhill from here. But... Be encouraged. He doesn't turn his back when we make mistakes. He doesn't say, I'm done with you. You'll never get it right. I'm just, I'm I'm not even going to deal with you anymore. It's just the opposite. He comes running to us. He's not only here to help you and clean up the mess that you made. He's going to take it one step further and make miracles out of those mistakes. Paul said it this way. All things work together for good when you love the Lord. And all things means even our mistakes. The times we blew it, we got off course. God knows how to work it for our good. You may have a problem that seems like it's never going to work out. There are other people involved, different personalities, legal circumstances. It seems too complex. But God has it all figured out. He can see things you can't see. His ways are better than our ways, and you may have brought the trouble upon yourself, don't get me wrong, but what God is saying is, I'm going to correct those complications. I'm going to resolve complex issues that you're going through. I'm going to make things work out that you could have never made in those mistakes. And that's exactly what it did with Abraham. In the scripture, God gave him the promise that he and his wife, Sarah, We're going to have a baby. Year after year went by. Nothing happened. And to help God out, Sarah thought, well, you know what, Abraham, why don't you sleep with my maid, Hagar? He did. 
they had a baby boy, and they called him Ishmael. They were so excited, thinking and thanking God for the promise, but Ishmael wasn't the promised child. No disrespect to Ishmael, but he was a mistake. Ishmael was a mistake. He was born out of Abraham and Sarah's impatience. They got in a hurry, took matters into their own hands, and wound up having a baby. Now, there was obviously some strife. There was obviously some division in their homes. And Sarah was upset with Abraham, saying, What in the world were you thinking, sleeping with my maid that I told you you could sleep with? And he was like basically saying exactly that. You're the one that told me to do it. And basically what she basically was saying was, You shouldn't have listened to me. You should have known better. And every single time that Sarah saw Hagar, she became more and more upset. Finally, she gave Abraham the ultimatum, basically saying that either that lady and her son leave, or I'm leaving, and I'm not staying in the house with that woman. So Abraham was obviously in a complicated situation, and with the two women now mad at him, and he's trying to please both of them, he wound up having to make a choice that was not really what he wanted to make. He wound up sending his son away into the desert. It looked like that would be the end of Ishmael. The problem was he also loved Ishmael. He was conflicted thinking, I love Sarah and I love Ishmael. How do I get myself into this mess? And God could have said easily to Abraham, if you'd have listened to me, you wouldn't have had this mess. Should have waited. Should have been more patient. Now it's your fault. But instead... God said, in effect, yes, Abraham, it's complicated. Yes, it's dysfunctional. There's strife and there's division. But I wouldn't have let you get in this mess if I didn't know how to bring you out of this mess. And God told Abraham, I'm going to bring out of your son Ishmael a great nation. I'm going to multiply his descendants and make him extremely fruitful. And even though Ishmael was considered a mistake, born out of what the scripture calls work of the flesh, trying to make it happen basically on our own, God in his mercy said, I'm going to take that mistake and make a miracle. I'm going to bring something significant out of him. And Abraham, in spite of your failures, in spite of how you blew it, I'm still going to do what I know has to be done. And like Abraham, we all have some Ishmaels. Times we blew it, tried to make it happen on our own, got involved in things we shouldn't have, and it's a mess. But the accuser constantly is going to whisper in your ear, God's not going to bless you. You should have known better. Just sit on, just sit on the don't believe those lies. God has mercy for every mistake. And God loves to make the enemy pay for bringing that trouble. Now, if you'll stay in faith, God will not only bring you through it, he'll take the mess you made, clean it up, and bring you out even better. Abraham wound up having a son named Isaac. Isaac had a son named Jacob. Jacob had a son named Joseph. Abraham was Joseph's great, great grandfather and you would remember as a teenager when Jesus's brother or when Joseph's brother were jealous of him 
and they wound up throwing him in a pit. They were going to leave him there to die, but the Ishmaelites came passing by. These were the descendants of Ishmael, part of the great nation that God promised Abraham. And when Joseph's brothers saw the Ishmaelites, instead of basically leaving him in the pit to die, they decided that they would sell Joseph to them. If it had not been for the Ishmaelites, Joseph would have definitely had died in that pit. He would have never made it to the palace, never been in charge of the food supply for uh, and and during the, and during the famine, and the Israelites later wouldn't have had what they needed to survive. So what am I trying to say here? The mistake of Abraham actually became the miracle of his great-great-grandson, Joseph. This is how amazing God is. He has a plan even for our mistakes, even when we blow it. The scripture says God is going to work all things for our good. He can not only correct a complicated situation, but he could somehow use it years later to bless your descendants. Now, some of you are probably thinking my descendants are going to be really, really blessed because all the mistakes that I've made are just astronomical. Mistakes like Abraham when we're trying to do the right thing. And our heart is always going to be in the right place, but we know we missed it. We know that we believe in God and we know that God will help us because he's merciful. And we were doing our best at the time. Other times we know what the right thing is. We know what we should do, but we still do the opposite. Basically, we're thinking, I don't deserve God's goodness. I knew I shouldn't have hung around with those guys. I did it anyway, but now I'm in trouble. Now I have this addiction. I know I should have controlled my temperature. I knew I should have bit my tongue, but I kept giving in. And now I don't have a job, and I've lost a relationship. When we bring trouble on ourselves, thoughts of guilt and condemnation will bombard our mind. And it's going to constantly say, God's not going to help you. You should have known better. Just sit on the sidelines of life. And this is basically how Jonah felt in the scripture. God told him to go to a city called Nineveh. And he gave him very specific, clear directions. He knew exactly that Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh. And instead, Jonah got on a boat and headed in a completely different direction. And even in the scripture, it says that the Lord caused a great wind to blow onto the sea in such a violent storm that actually wound up breaking the boat apart. And it's interesting that the Lord sent the storm. God knows how to get our attention. And when you know you're going the wrong way, like this boat, things are going to start to fall apart. You can't pray all the you can't pray all the way uh, all the wind, and you can basically try to say, hey, peace, be still, all day long, but the wind is still not going to calm down, and it's because you're causing the trouble, and God loves you so much to let you not miss your destiny. He's going to let you go year after year on the wrong course, and never get your attention, and sometimes it's the enemy that's going to be fighting us trying to keep us from our destiny. That's why we have storms, difficulties. Other times, we're bringing the trouble basically on ourselves. If we just get back on the right course, do what we know we should do, those winds 
would calm down. The people that were sailing with Jonah basically said, who's responsible for causing all those problems? Where are all these storms coming from? Jonah finally fessed up and said, you know what? It's me. I'm a Hebrew. I worship God. I know where I'm supposed to be going, but I'm running away from God. And when you're running away from God, you're running away from your destiny. It's not only going to cause you trouble. It's going to bring trouble to the people around you. And when they threw Jonah overboard, the winds finally died down. In fact, actually, the storm even passed. Our decisions don't just affect us. They affect our family. They affect our children. They affect our loved ones. If you don't do the right thing for yourself, at least do it for your children. At least do it for your family. See, Jonah was big enough to admit, hey, I'm the problem. I'm the cause here. That's the very, very first step to victory. As long as you're making excuses thinking it doesn't matter, then the winds, the storm, the difficulty are Jonah it's 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 all part of and i'm sure he thought i'm done i have nobody to blame it was all my fault but all of a sudden in the middle of that ocean a huge fish wound up swallowing jonah god in his great mercy was saying Jonah, you can run you can't hide i'm not finished with you i have a destiny for you to fulfill in fact the psalmist said, if you go down to the depths in the heaven, God will be right there. You can't get away from him. You haven't made too many mistakes. You haven't blown it too many times. God's calling on your life is irrevocable. That means God is not going to change his mind because you got off course. He's not going to leave you alone until you get back on the right path. The sooner you do that, the better off you're going to be. And there he is, Jonah sitting in the belly of the of this whale dark uncomfortable it stunk most people would have complained but not jonah he was grateful to be alive he knew it was the mercy of god having that fish there waiting for him and god will allow storms when we get off course he may allow something to get our attention but he's not going to let those difficulties take your life three days later that same fish, that whale, spit Jonah up on dry ground. And the scripture says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. God gave him a second chance. And what did God say at this time? Jonah, go to the city of Nineveh. The same thing he said the very first time. See folks, God is not going to change his mind you might as well do what he what he told you to do the very first time. He He's going to give you a second chance, a third chance, a 20th chance. But it's going to be stormy until you get back on the right course. He is going to make a miracle out of that mistake. But at some point, you have to take responsibility and say, I'm the Jonah. I'm going against what I know is not right. I'm hanging out with these friends that I know are pulling me down. I'm living negative, critical, hard to get along with. I'm not being disciplined in what I'm in what I'm watching and what I'm doing. That's going to cause it to be rocky, not just for you, but for the people around you, folks. God is not asking you to be perfect, not at all. He's not asking you to never make a mistake. 
But he is asking us to deal with the things that are holding us back, not let the same areas compromise us, keep us down year after year. He's going to throw you some Ninevehs. Some people for you that will impact you, but in some way or, in some way or another, new levels that will be thrown to your destiny. See, David said it this way, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Through his fall, he will not be destroyed, for the Lord will be there to pick him up. This is saying, even though God is directing our steps, there will be times we will fall. We will make mistakes. We will make, we will get off course. God doesn't say, that's it, I'm done with you, I don't want nothing to do with you. No, just like with Jonah, God will be right there to help pick you up. He'll help you get back on the right course. It's kind of like a navigational system, like a GPS. You know, you, you put the GPS on, you have a specific destination that you're trying to go to. You know that you're probably supposed to make a right turn, and you decide that, you know what, this is a little bit better shortcut. So instead, you make a left turn. And the best part about the GPS is it's going to keep on turning and directing you to the spot that you need to go. It's basically a navigation system that, you know, some people may have it on their phone, some people may have it on their cars, but that's what we are using a GPS system to get us to where we need to be. Turn right in 300 feet, stay to the left, enter the freeway. Well, the other day I was driving to a friend of mine's house and he lives roughly around, I don't know, 20, 30 miles away from where I am. And the GPS tells me, hey, you know what? Exit is about a quarter of a mile. Well, as my wife and I were talking, I didn't notice and I wound up passing the exit. But what's awesome about the GPS, it doesn't jump at you and say, hey, you missed your, per you missed your turn, butted. What do you think you're doing? No, it says recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. See, the navigation system is designed for people who make mistakes, folks. It doesn't give you one way. And if you miss it, that's it. As long as you have gas in your car, a battery in your cell phone, it's going to tell you how to get to your destination. I have never missed a turn and had the GPS come on and say, yo, pinhead, you can't get there from here. You're, you're just too darn lost. Never once has the GPS told me that you've dissipated too many of my commands. I'm done with you and I'm finished. One time I knew that I wanted to, or I knew the way I wanted to go and I was in a neighborhood that I was very familiar with. But the GPS was telling me to go a different way. It wanted me to turn left and then go way down the street. But instead, I wanted to go down the street first and then turn left. Same difference. For about two miles, every block it would turn me, tell me, turn left, turn left, recalculating route, turn left, turn left. I heard that every 10 seconds. Recalculate, recalculate, recalculate. What's interesting is no matter how stubborn I was, no matter how complicated the GPS was telling me to recalculate, 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 it didn't get mad at me. She never came on and said, oh, you're a loser. Never, you don't ever use this system. I'm never going to help you again. No, it just kept on saying, recalculate, recalculate, recalculate. If the GPS can continuously recalculate when we get off of course, how much more will the creator of the universe recalculate our route when we make mistakes? If the GPS doesn't give up on us, 
why do we think our Heavenly Father is going to give up on us? Well, maybe in your mind you're thinking it's because I got off course too far. Uh, I shouldn't have given up. I, I shouldn't have given up. You know, I shouldn't have given into this into this addiction. I should have raised my children better. I should have stayed in church. I could have kept God, you know, in first place. The good news is you haven't made too many wrong turns. You haven't missed too many exits. Your heavenly Father is not mad at you. He's basically saying to you, recalculate the route. Recalculate. I still have a way to get you to your destiny. That mistake that you think you did that you did that you did make, it didn't stop my plan. That delay is not going to cancel your purpose. Why don't you stop, quit beating yourself up? Quit reliving your failures and all the time you've missed it. Get back on the right path. It's not too late, folks. God's mercy is bigger than any mistake you've made. Unlike the GPS, God knows the end from the beginning. He knew every mistake you were going to make. He has already recalculated your route and you can still fulfill the best plan God has for your life. Abraham and Sarah. Let's get back to them real quick. Abraham and Sarah, they made a mistake. Abraham had a baby out of wedlock. At one point, Abraham lied and told everyone, Sarah, his wife, I'm done with you. You're, God didn't say none of this. He didn't say, hey, you know what? I'm done with you. One dysfunctional family. You lie. You're impatient. God kept recalculating the route. Kept giving them another chance. Saw the promise come to pass, and Isaac was eventually born. The promised child that we that they were actually waiting for. And you may have made many decisions that have delayed things. You got to, of course, but you're not stuck. God has a new route, and if you get your passion back, shake off the guilt, God will give you and get you to where you need to be. Not some secondary place, but to the best plan that he has for your life. The Israelites, they were in the desert, headed towards the promised land. They got tired and stopped and started complaining. And the scripture says, even though they were stubborn and refused to obey God's command, he was still good to them. That was God. They wouldn't obey his, his commands. He didn't say, I'm done with you. Instead, he kept giving them water when they were thirsty, food when they were hungry. And at one point, they made an idol, a golden idol, and said, this is the God who brought us out of slavery. After all that God had done for them, parted the seas, brought them out of the Pharaoh's hands, you would think God would sit back and say, you know what, folks, I'm done with you. You are on your own. But the scripture says in his mercy, God did not abandon them. He is a God of forgiveness, slow to become angry, full of unfailing love and kindness. And when we make mistakes, when we get off course, we don't obey his commands. He's not going to write us off. You could turn your back on God, but God's not going to turn his back on you. And you may be off course. You may have probably made a lot of poor decisions. But God has already recalculated your route. He already has a new way to get you to your destination. Folks, what I'm trying to say is no, matter, no mistake you made is too much for the mercy of God. He knows how to route. He, he knows how to reroute. So you need to quit beating yourselves up, living guilty, thinking that you've seen your best days. You wouldn't be alive unless God had something greater in your future. And this is what happened with Moses.
he made a mistake. He was called to deliver the Israelites from slavery, uh, from slavery. But like Abraham and Sarah, he got in a hurry and tried to do it in his own way. He saw a Hebrew slave being mistreated, and he didn't think anybody was watching, so he actually wound up killing the man who was mistreating him. The next day, someone told the Pharaoh, and Moses spent years on the backside of the desert in hiding. This is not what he had planned. It looked like he had missed his destiny completely. It was nobody's fault except his own. But God didn't write him off. God didn't say, Moses, you knew better. Why didn't you wait? Nope. God simply said, recalculate, recalculate, recalculate. Forty years. Forty years later, Moses was still in the desert, thinking he was forgotten. Given up on his dreams completely. And suddenly a bush exploded in front of him. Like spontaneous combustion, it burned and burned. Strange thing was the bush didn't burn. Moses, being intrigued, walked over to see what was going on, and a voice boomed out of this bush, saying, Moses, Moses, take off your sandals. You are standing on holy ground. Of course, Moses was confused. He's thinking, I failed. I've made many mistakes. I knew I'm done. But I hear him calling my name, not once, but twice. Moses, Moses. If God would have said it once, he would have thought, I'm hearing things. The sun is getting to me. I've been in the desert for 40 years. But no, God said it twice on purpose so that there would be no doubt about it. At the age of 80 years old, after a 40-year detour, God recalculated the route. Moses went on to, to, to deliver the Israelites, and he fulfilled his promise and his purpose facts. See, I believe today God is recalculating some routes. You may have made many mistakes. You may have made a few mistakes. You think you've blown it too many times. You think you were just way out, way out there, just totally off course. You need to get ready because like Moses, a burning bush is coming your way. You messed up, so be it. But if you'll listen, you'll hear God calling your name. And he's going to say your passion, get your passion back. Shake off the guilt. Get ready to take new ground. You can still become all God created you to be. And he's not finished with you. And if you do not do this, I know and I believe that God is going to make miracles out of your mistakes. He's going to. To correct complicated situations. He's going to restore what the enemy has stolen. And take you. Into Jesus' name. Thank you for listening folks. Stay blessed. Have yourselves a great night.